Hello, everyone. This is Raise Your Voice as part of the D-Rays Bay Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brett Rutherford, and we are getting you started with baseball returning today, officially the day that uh, Spring Training 2.0 gets underway. And uh, it's been it's been a weird launch since we uh, started Raise Your Voice on D-Rays Bay. Uh, this is a recap show. We want to bring Rays recaps and Rays previews for you on Monday mornings to kind of get you what you need to know for that upcoming week in Rays baseball. And, and with the break that we've had since spring training shut down in March and all the other stuff that's happened since then, uh, it, it's been weird. We've brought you some great content. We've talked about out-of-the-park baseball. We've talked about um, Blake Snell. We talked about the Major League Baseball draft. And we've had some great guests on from DRaysBay.com. And we're going to keep having great guests and some unique content like that but we're really excited to get back to what raise your voice is and what raise your voice is meant to be and with spring training 2.0 or summer camp as i i think i prefer that name more uh we're going to give that to you guys so today's episode is going to be i think it's going to be a little shorter um we're really going to hear from nick bitsko the Rays' first round pick in the 2020 draft and his uh interaction with the media after he signed his contract the Rays did sign all six of their draftees, and also Tyler Glass now. You're going to hear from him as well and his thoughts about baseball returning in 2020, what it's going to be like, how it will be different, and how it's going to impact his game and ultimately the Tampa Bay Rays as a team. On on tomorrow's episode, you're going to get a a double dip this week with Raise Your Voice. We're going to have JT Morgan back on the show talking about spring training 2.0, what you can expect, who is on the 60-man spring training roster or summer camp roster uh, a lot of surpri- uh, surprising names and some exciting names as well and you're also going to get to hear from eric neander uh, and, and when he talked to the media about summer camp and, and the players that made that roster and uh yeah excited for baseball to be back even though it's going to be a weird season and we we all know that uh this this is this is fun so Without further ado, we're going to send it over to Nick Bitsko, the Rays' first-round draft pick from 2020, who signed his contract last week. Just, uh, I'm sure it was a blur draft night, but now that you've come down here and got this done today, what what, uh, what does it feel like to, to be signed? And, and obviously there's not a minor league team to go to immediately as, as in traditional years. What, what are you looking forward to doing? No, I, I, I think it's a great day, obviously, a, a big, I guess, relief and stuff like that off my plate and stuff like that, not having to worry about all the shenanigans and stuff like that. But um, obviously, I think it'll be fun to see how I develop the summer, see what happens with baseball first off, obviously, and go from here and obviously trying to get on my developmental path and keep moving on from here. And did, did the Ray, will you get some type of program to kind of model your workouts to do things a little bit in a different way or on a professional program now? Uh, I would assume so. We probably collaborate together and figure out what I've been doing before and try to modify something, maybe make something. Obviously, it depends on what happens with the season and what happens with minor league baseball going into the fall and figuring out a plan going forward, throwing wise and stuff like that as a pitcher. So, um, obviously, we'll collaborate and figure out what's best for me, and then we'll go from there. Thank you. Hey, Nick, it's Juan Trevio of MLB.com. Congratulations, first of all. Um, obviously, you had kind of a – a decision to make, whether it was signing or, or going to school. What what kind of played in that decision to sign with the Rays, and and what did you learn out of this process? Obviously, it's a great organization. Obviously, they're top level of uh, developmental stuff and stuff and stuff like that. Obviously, I thought it was a, a great time for me to sign. I felt 
mature enough, mentally, physically ready, obviously, with the whole reclassification decision back in fall. Um, obviously, I think it was just the right decision overall for me to do something. And further my career in baseball and see how far I can take this, obviously, um, uh, throughout pro ball and see how far I can go. Nick, it's Steve Carney from 95.3 WDAE. I'm curious, uh, how difficult was it telling the coaches at UVA that uh, you were going to sign with the Rays? Yeah, so uh, we just called him probably about two hours ago after I, I passed the physical and everything, and everything looked good. And so uh, he's understanding of it. I think he completely understands the whole situation. I think he, he understands what's what's best for me. Obviously, he'd love to, for me to be a Cavalier, and he's always like, he'll be a Cavalier at heart, just because I've been committed there for four years now. So obviously, it's almost like I've gone to school there, and I'm already through the racket and stuff like that. So it's like, at least time-wise. But um, I think he, he understands the situation. He's really supportive throughout the process. And he, He's like, hey, if you ever need anything, you know who to call. So, Hey, Nick, it's Josh Tolentino with The Athletic. Congrats again. Uh, you know, the, the first of many, I'm sure Neil will, will be next. But um, throughout this process, uh, kind of what did, what did you um, learn more so about the Rays? And my, my more specific question is, you know, with you being so young, you know, you just turned 18. Um, you know, how do you think it benefits getting into the organization system so early, uh, especially when they have a pretty good track record at developing pitchers? Yeah, obviously, I've learned a lot about the Rays probably in the last, what is it, two, three weeks or two weeks now than I have probably over my whole entire life. So, obviously, I think learning all the personnel and stuff like that and learning what they can do from a developmental standpoint uh, has been great. But I think um, – I think for myself being young, I think obviously the way baseball is going nowadays, it's a young game. It's not the old guys getting paid anymore. It's not these 40-year-olds staying in the system or something like that. So I think uh, youth is valued. So obviously getting in early and getting my timeline and stuff like that uh, accelerated, I guess, helps me as well trying to get to the big leagues. And, Nick, what does it feel like being there at the trap? Obviously, you know, I'm sure you would want to see it with some people in there, but what does it feel like being in the stadium? Yeah, it's cool. I've actually never really been to Tampa or St. Pete's, I should say. I think I've been to Bush Gardens down here, but other than that, it hasn't been other than uh, exploring around, but it's an awesome state, and I really like the uh, setup around here, and I think this should be a cool uh, place to pitch in as well. Nick, this is uh, Neil with the Rays Radio Network. Congratulations. Who came down with you uh, from Pennsylvania? Just my parents, just my mom and my dad. Yeah, I've got no siblings, so I'm, I'm all alone from that standpoint of uh, young people, I guess I'm with. Oh, you'll have lots of friends soon. <laughs> hey, Nick, Nick, what coach, what coaches have you interacted with? Obviously, you know, we see you there with Rob. Um, have you been able to talk to just any pitching coaches in the organization at all? Or Yeah, I've talked to Dewey Robinson a little bit, and we're probably going to set up a plan here right after I get off this call. He's in the room right now, actually. So we'll probably start setting up a plan going forward. Um, for, I guess, pitching-wise and throwing-wise. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope to meet a lot of the other guys in the organization as well going forward and then uh, keep moving on, I guess. Hey, Nick, I know you, uh, from, you probably have people that handle your financial stuff, but any thoughts on something that you've wanted to invest some of the money? I know you don't also get it all right away this year, but something that you've been, like, thinking, hey, I'm going to buy this or buy that or anything or – not really. I don't really know. We don't really have any financial people yet. We're probably just going to probably, my dad's been savvy, I guess, on that kind of stuff like from investment wise. So let him kind of handle it from his side. So um, I don't really know if I have anything crazy right now. Obviously, most of the money comes later and we'll figure out from that standpoint, figuring out stuff from there. But I think 
Um, obviously, getting into the stock market early is helpful. Just having a long time to have my money grow. So we'll see what happens with that kind of stuff, and we'll go from there. Cool. Thank you. Nick, over the past two weeks, have you have you thrown at all, or is it kind of just the whole focus been on, you know, making your decision? Um, yeah, I've been still training and stuff like that, like three times a week. We kind of calmed down as we kind of head up to the draft, and then uh, after the draft these last two weeks um, has been kind of just lightly just lifting or a little bit of catch and stuff like that. Because obviously there's really no timeline now of when baseball will be back and stuff like that, at least minor league-wise. So um, hopefully we can get something going in late summer and into the fall, so – just not trying to waste bullets, I guess, is what I would say. Nick Bitsko, someone that I think Rays fans should be extremely excited about. Danny Russell and I did a whole episode just on Bitsko and what Rays fans can expect out of, I think he's just turned 18 years old, uh, the high school pitcher out of Pennsylvania. A couple things that he mentioned in that uh, little um I guess you could call it a media scrum, even though it's through Zoom. Uh, I, I love how he talked about the youth in the game of baseball and how, how that's changing and, and how these in recent years there's been this youth movement in the game. I, I love that. And also uh, a personal thing that he said in the, in, in, the, uh, in the Zoom call was how he, he corrected himself. He said he had never been to Tampa. Oh, I guess I should say St. Pete. So if you know me or if you've listened to Raise Your Voice in the past, you know, that uh, it, it bugs me when people say uh, Tampa instead of St. Pete when talking about the Rays and, and, and the Trop. But, uh, yeah, that was Nick Bitsko, a, a very young right-handed pitcher uh, that hopefully we get to see in a Rays uniform in the next few years. And now we're going to move on to Tyler Glass now, a right-handed pitcher that you'll get to see this year in 2020. Glass now was, was incredible in 2019 before he was injured. Uh, and uh, we got to see him pitch in September and into the postseason where he struggled a little bit more. But the stuff we saw out of him in the beginning of 2019, I mean, he was uh, it was still early in the season, but a strong contender, if not the favorite, to be the American League Cy Young. He put up some incredible numbers, and uh, I think Rays fans should be really excited with what he'll bring in 2020. Uh, his last game was was game five of the ALDS, and he, he got lit up early on against the Astros, but uh, still a very young pitcher. And let's hear from, from Tyler Glass now and his thoughts on baseball returning in 2020. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What excitement is from those guys you've talked to and texted with? Yeah, I think like we've been in contact through this entire process. Uh, I think most of the guys just voiced we want to play as soon as possible. So I think once everyone saw a deal go through, everyone was just ecstatic. We're all in a group chat right now. Um, so I think guys are just arranging to travel back to Tampa or wherever they're going. Um, and then we're just going to pick it up from there. Tyler, as a player, what about the the human side of all of this and, you know, the concerns with, with the virus and, you know, that second possible wave of, you yeah. know, after you guys leave the ballpark, you guys have your own lives for, you know, until you report the next morning. Um, just what's kind of the feeling and vibe around, uh, you know, the time that you're not going to be at the park? 
Um, all of us have kind of talked about that already too. I think everyone understands that it's our responsibility to be responsible and not go out and do all whatever, like meet a bunch of random people or just be exposed to a lot of different people. Um, I think we've all understood we kind of have to make sacrifices for the next however many weeks, two to three months. So guys just have to go. It's pretty, it's going to be basically just home field home. Um, and we like just have to abide by those rules. Um, and then just, I mean, after it's all said and done, then you can kind of live your life again, I guess. Tyler, I'm curious if, if you or kind of players as a whole, as you've talked to some of your teammates and other guys around the league, if there's a sense or a burden because how these negotiations kind of played out in the public eye that it may have kind of, um, I guess, turned off some fans. If you guys feel that from the player's side that you kind of feel like you have maybe some more making up to do as, as, a, as a sport in a whole? Uh, I don't know if – I mean, I think people – are aware that's a possibility. Some people are probably turned off at the whole situation. Um, I just think so much of that is like kind of out of the control of the players. Um, it was, it's based, I mean, the union and the MLB had to do the negotiations. It went down, however it went down. I think most guys are just relieved that there is baseball. Um, and I hope just a lot of fans are kind of under that same impression. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, but I guess all, all the players can really control right now are just going out and, and trying to compete as well as they can. <laughs> like you, 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 you pitch every five days, right? So yeah. you're gonna like any added adrenaline. I know you're a pretty big adrenaline guy, knowing that your starts are basically cut, you know, to a third now. Yeah, I think uh, as far as like the overall workload, it'll definitely be less. Um, as far as like building up at the beginning, I guess I came back last year and started throwing three innings, and then like went three, four, five, and just kind of built up from there. Um, as far as adrenaline goes, I think personally, all I can speak on is me and I think I'll be fine. I just think the overall, um, competition of it all, like we're all still trying to go out and win. Um, I think that'll be enough adrenaline for me just to go out and compete as well as you can. I mean, your stats in the win and loss column is still in full effect. So I think for me personally, that's all I'm going to need. I think guys are still, I don't know how, how people like they don't really know how they're going to adapt, I guess, to the situation. It's really just going to be a trial run. People are going to see how they play when there's no fans, but all we can do is just go out and, and play. So I think guys just kind of have to put that behind them and then prepare how they normally do. Dolly, you mentioned how it, it is an advantage <clears throat> for the Rays. Because of like the hot start last year, you guys can get on these long win streaks. Is there a way that this team is built that, that does benefit you guys maybe uniquely? Yeah, I think it's always like kind of the next man up mentality in the sense that like everyone can kind of play all over. We have so like a lot of depth in the bullpen. Um, I do think the shortened season is on our side. Um, we, I think like youth is on our side too. I feel like the ability to go out and kind of have the adrenaline because the big leagues is relatively new for a lot of guys. Like <clears throat> everyone's going to be motivated to go out and play as hard as they can. And like I said earlier, I just think our, our lineup is basically stacked to where everybody can kind of play any position. So it, it's definitely going to be, um, it's going to be, I think, an advantage. Tyler, I know that Kyle's going to be careful with all of you guys. <clears throat> Realistically, how built up do you think you can get by opening day in terms of the number of innings you can pitch? I don't know. I think that's going to be, um, that's going to obviously going to be up to like Joe and Kyle and Cash and everyone. Um, I, I would say I'm ready to go five or six, but I, I don't think that's like realistic. It depends on how they're going to do it and how we're going to build up. Um, a lot of guys have been staying pretty ready. I've been able to throw live and stuff and uh, pretty consistently like a, <clears throat> like a normal starting routine. So we'll see when I go in, I'll see how they, how they let me start up. And um, I just, I, I take it from there. 
Tyler, there seems to be some evidence that the virus uh, spreads a little more easily indoors than outdoors. Has the team made any outdoor facilities available to you or any other players? Or have you ever used <coughs> bullpens that are still at Al Lang Field? I've actually thrown a bullpen at Al Lang before. Um, I, we're going to split up into, I think it's like relative, I think half and half or whatever, 35, 25. But Port Charlotte's going to be open too. So um, we are kind of stuck in that sense just because the trough is indoors. But there are some facilities outside, like you said. So, um, But the Rays this whole entire time have been so good and responsible about like distancing guys. And when we do do workouts, like staggering times. And they take it really seriously. And Joe does a really good job. Um, I, I think our team's going to be pretty good as far as like the health and safety goes. Um, so I guess we just kind of all have to like abide by the rules and just try and distance as much as possible. Hey, Tyler, along those lines, I know that everything is specific still coming out, but like the testing protocol, it sounds like it's going to be like every other day and things like that. Are you guys good with that? And I mean, some of that's invasive, obviously. Yeah, I think guys have expressed that they'd rather have it every day. I don't know like all the ins and outs of why that decision was made. Um, I think I'm sure teams can take the responsibility on their own to do everyday testing if they choose to. Um, but the we kind of have to trust the experts on it. And I think on both sides, they said, every other day is going to be enough. So um, we just have to wait and see. And if everyone kind of, like I said earlier, just follows the rules and does what they need to do, I don't think we have anything to worry about. And then a, a baseball follow-up. You, you might have been on limited innings this year because you missed a bunch of time last year. So just in a, in a weird way, actually work out to where you, could, you might be able to, you know, pitch pretty much the whole season kind of thing, whereas you might not have otherwise. Sure. Uh, I think that's definitely like a positive I can take from it. I don't know what my inning limit was going to be. I think that I can say with confidence that with the 60 games, like I don't think I'm going to hit it. So <laughs> it's nice knowing I can just go out there and, and kind of just do my normal five day or six day or whatever it is. Um, but yeah. If you get 10 starts, you could throw 90. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Email someone, tell them I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go for 110. Let's just see what happens. But yeah, I want to, I want to throw as many innings as possible. I think everyone's under that, that same kind of, thought process um I mean we've had like I think Blake had a limited amount Charlie threw a bunch of innings last year so I think I mean in the depth in our bullpen like I think we're going to be okay regardless Tyler also have you heard of any other players who are considering opting out of the season for health concerns I have not heard anyone on our team like within our group chat talk about opting out I don't know I think so much of it that's a personal decision and people have like the people with pre-existing conditions or people who are living with someone with pre-existing conditions or maybe someone is pregnant or they live with someone who's older I think that's a personal decision they're gonna have to have to make but not I don't know like as of now if anyone is, is going to opt out but I guess we'll all find out. Tyler, you mentioned playing with no fans. I mean, can you? I know it's kind of think ahead what it's going to be like, but what, what yeah. do you think it's going to be like? Is it going to be like when, when uh, Kyle goes out on the mound? And are you going to be hearing what Dwayne Stat says about you? Yeah, I mean, I guess if we are looking for positives, I guess it's we, we'll be able to hear everyone more, I guess, if that's a thing. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think personally, I, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Um, I mean, everyone's played in the GCL or the Arizona Summer League or whatever it is where, like, you've played with no fans before. Everyone's been to minor league games where there's no fans. It's not ideal, but I think we just get to go out and play baseball, and I think guys are just more relieved on that. Um, but it's going to be like a, like a trial run. Guys are going to have to learn how to maybe get that, like, internal adrenaline going or – I don't know. It could benefit some people too. Maybe some guys who get really amped up, maybe, like, the, the slow pace might help them out. So, um, 
I, like I said, I just think people have to wait and see what happens because this is like the situation we're dealing with. So regardless of how you feel, you got to go out and play. So, I mean, you've probably never cursed on the mound, right? But maybe other than <laughs> I've actually thought about that too because I curse very frequently on the mound when I'm pitching. So I've actually had a few minor league games too to where like I just I let it fly and people in the stands like, oh, dude, there's children here. So we're going to – I guess like there won't be any fans to hear me. So that's, that's a good thing. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, I guess we just got to wait and see what happens. Yeah, a couple things. Uh, the one, the part at the end, I thought w- w- was pretty funny. How he said, uh, "Yeah, you know, I curse frequently." So he, he, you know, he said there'd be no fans to hear it. But if that field mic is live, and if some of these players are mic'd up, like they might be throughout this season, uh, he, he might have to watch it, or or the production booth is gonna really have to watch it when Glass now is on the mound. Um, but but also what he mentioned at the beginning, um, that they're really all going to have to sacrifice their social lives this season. And, and Danny and I talked about last episode uh, that, you know, is baseball ready to come back or, or is it time for baseball to come back? Is it the right time? And we both kind of agreed that it was. And if they're doing it in a safe manner that, you know, everything's good to go. But these players' lives are going to be drastically changed for these few months. And uh, we're still not for certain that the season's going to be finished given the rate of, of coronavirus or COVID-19 cases, not only in the state of Florida, but across the country. So I thought it was important uh, or at least alarming that Glass now said, we're going to have to give up our social lives. And I, I think they can all handle that. And they're all getting paid, even though, you know, not their full salaries, they're getting a prorated salary for, for the games they're playing. Um, it, it was uh, notable to hear Glass now say that. And also, uh, also loved the part. He's ready to go five or six innings. I, I don't expect, at least early on, and maybe this changes once you get closer to the postseason, um, many raised starters, except for maybe Charlie Morton, going more than four or five innings. Uh, and I think you could even see some two or three inning starts from certain raised pitchers. And the, the Rays are definitely going to utilize their depth uh, in, in the bullpen and, and some of these other guys, and they're going to manipulate h- how they use their pitching staff this season. And that's something that I think is going to be really interesting in, t- in terms of following the season. It's not traditional, but, hey, the Rays, you know, the way they use their pitching staff has never been traditional. So another another important thing to say, and, and, and that is really just about it on, t- on today's episode. Again, you're going to you know get another episode of Raise Your Voice on a Tuesday, and you're going to get to hear from um, JT Morgan, who's going to – I know for certain he's going to provide some great insight about this Rays 60-man roster and, and kind of how you what you can expect out of the Rays going into the 2020 season, which is going to start uh, mid to late July. I think July 24th will be the Rays' opening day. There's a couple games that will be played on July 23rd, uh, but you can expect Rays baseball or regular season baseball – to return on July 24th, and I could not be more excited. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Raise Your Voice. Once again, I'm your host, uh, Brett Rutherford, and uh, if you are subscribed to this podcast feed, you'll get new episodes of Raise Your Voice as well as the hit show downloaded directly on your device. If your platform allows it, rating and reviewing this podcast is the best possible way to make sure that Raise Your Voice and the hit show get spread to as many Raise fans as possible. Make sure to check out all the great work on DRaysBay.com uh, as the writers over there are putting out a lot of great content, including JT Morgan, uh, to to prepare you for baseball season in 2020 because uh, there was a time where we weren't really sure if there would be a baseball season in 2020. But now that it's here, we want to make sure that uh, everyone is ready to go and uh, knows all they need to know about the Rays and about Major League Baseball this year. So uh, with that being said, I'll, I'll talk to you guys next time, which will be tomorrow.